Hi, welcome to Cycling Talk Podcast with me, George Mahoney. Today I'm joined by a rider I look up to very much. She's the 2018 Mountain Bike Commonwealth Games champion and she has had several World Cup and World Champs podiums. Today I'm joined by Annie Last. Thank you for joining me today, Annie. Thanks so much for having me. What's your first memory of being on a bike? Um, so I guess my first memory of being on a bike would be being out with my family when I was younger. And it probably would have been out on a mountain bike somewhere where I was getting cold and wet <laughs> and probably getting left behind by, by my big brother. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely somewhere, somewhere kind of on the moors, a bit rocky on a mountain bike. Whereabouts did you grow up? Until I was five, we lived in Nottingham and then we moved to Chesterfield and then the Peak District. So when we were in Chesterfield, we always went out into the Peak District and my family's a like really kind of outdoor family. So not necessarily, my parents didn't necessarily cycle, but we were always out climbing or hiking. And it was actually my big brother who decided that he he wanted to get into cycling um and I I had a I had a horse and I was into horse riding and that was kind of what I wanted to do whereas he'd want to go and do cyclocross races at the weekend and I was always like riding around a muddy field getting cold and wet it's not really how I want to spend my weekend <laughs> but in the end after setting aside for however many weeks I was like well I'll I'll give it a go so I was under 12 and it's it was like a about a 10 minute bike race and at the end I got given like a can of coke and a Mars bar as I crossed the line mm-hmm. and from then on I was like okay well if, if this is what I, if this is the reward I can definitely do this again. <laughs> Were you part of a local club? When I was a lot a lot younger I guess I can't really maybe nine ten I started with um it was a, in it was called Lightwood, but it was like the North Miz development. And um that was on a like a weeknight after school and we'd go and ride around like an old racetrack on the road and do lots of different like skills and mm-hmm. mini races. And I, after that I joined Matlock when I moved to uh, Matlock Cycling Club was mm-hmm. what I was part of when I was doing the cyclocross races and when I was um through my youth years really. What's the first bike that you remember being really excited about? Um, so the first bike I was excited about would have been my, uh, I think like the first cyclocross bike was mine because so my brother was two years, so most of my bikes and my kit were hand-me-downs basically. But my first bike that I remember thinking that I was like really looking forward to and yeah, really loved was my Impella cyclocross bike. Um, and yeah, I think that was the first time that I'd had like the chance to my own bike and and yeah, have one that actually fitted me to with rather than waiting for a couple of years to go into it. So we talked about your first race. What sort of traveling did you do when you started racing a bit more? Yeah, to start with, I was doing those local cyclocross races um, and then we progressed on and through the summer I did some of the national mountain bike races and um, national road races so through the UK and then when I was 
actually before I was junior um when I was still youth I went across and did a stage race um a road stage race like a, a youth one in Acteveld which was a really cool experience and I think that was the first time that I raced abroad um and then after that when I was a junior I started to do um some international mountain bike racing and then from there traveled more and more uh, to lots of different places. How did you find the uh, step up to national racing? Yeah I'm racking my brains because it's quite a long time ago now but um, I think that yeah I think that by having a real nice group by in the local league races that I did then when I went to the national races there was like it was still a really nice community there and my brother had already been and done those races so it really helped make that an easier step up for me I guess I kind of tagged along for those first few years um and yeah as a as a under 14 it's quite the the races are, are quite a nice place to step into um, it's, there's always really good support and everyone wants to help out which makes such a difference I think it's a really good sport for people yeah giving you advice and, and helping and making it really easy um I can't remember what my first national race was but I definitely remember being one of them was in Plymouth um, it was a national mountain bike series race because I remember camping in the field the night before and then getting up in the morning doing a practice lap and it being really quite a challenging course one that was almost like to get around the lap was quite an achievement and then going on to a race and then watching all the other races through the day. How did you feel the first time that you became national champion? Yeah really yeah I mean it's a really really cool experience Um, I think that I had worked for a long time and not quite got that jersey so yeah the jersey was really pretty special um, I kind of can remember it being when I got home from the bike race um, and getting out like getting out the car when I got back home that I kind of realised oh like I've actually done it because been working so hard for it. Was it after that that you became part of a British cycling programme? Um, so I became part of the British cycling it was talent called talent team uh, mm. back then um I think I was about 14 and again my, my brother is already he was already part of the program um and I yeah I got I guess kind of spotted at to probably a, a Knots and Derby race or maybe a summer cross thing um and then invited to come in and you have to go through different turbo tests um but yeah, that's how I started when I was, uh, yeah, about 14 on the talent team. Went from there, kind of through the, through the different levels of the programme, mm-hmm. um, onto the, the junior squad and then onto the academy. Once you joined that, how did your sort of training and that you did change? To start with, it didn't change too much because I was still at school. Um, I still had a horse and I was still competing on the horse and and athletics and things like this at school as well so it was not about changing my training that I was doing at home in the week 
but the thing that it really benefited and really gave me is going away on training camps or to mini mm. um mini race weekends where you weren't necessarily at a race doing a full kind of big big lap racing we did some real small laps and you got lots of different races in over the weekend so it was those opportunities to 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 ride your bike and to race and to train with with other bike riders that was the real key that I got out of the the program at that early stage and then as I got older and I had other wanted to put more into my um yeah then from there my training progressed and I I did a lot more but to start with I guess you have a lot on like <laughs> a real pretty busy schedule so um it, it wasn't definitely didn't dive straight into anything that was structured or where mm-hmm. I had to ride my bike every day it was just about time on the bike and then making sure yeah. that there was the opportunity to learn as a bike rider how to race how to how to ride technically well and yeah how did you find the first time that you competed for Great Britain um so the first time I competed for GB was definitely a little bit scary um but a really cool experience so I remember yeah you you traveling abroad so I think I can't remember whether we flew or drove drove over but with a yeah like a nice little group of you and you go to it's just the bike race but it feels totally different because in the UK you kind of know who you're racing with and against and you've potentially ridden at that place before whereas it's all new so you've got so many unknowns but um yeah it makes it a little bit scary and a little bit intimidating but a really cool experience I remember being really proud to be wearing a, a GB jersey and to be racing for Great Britain and it be feeling yeah like a, a a real a really cool thing to do um but yeah there's so many different so many different unknowns when you go across and start doing different races um but you learn so much as well you did several World Cups as a 23 in the mountain bike. You even got second at the World Champs in uh, 2011. That must have been an incredible experience. Yeah, so it was, a, yeah, so cool. So I, when I was under 23, there wasn't a separate race for under 23 in mountain bike. So you just went straight into the elite race. Um, and it was yeah, a really big thing to go in. The races were really quite long, challenging courses, and you're racing with really big fields of the best elite women in the world mm-hmm. straight away as an under 23. Um, but I love, yeah, I, I loved kind of everything about it. And then by 2011, I got, um, yeah, a silver, so that world championship medal. Um, and it was, yeah, a really cool really cool thing to do I think that there hadn't been I guess that many GB women whilst I was on the program who were racing and getting podiums mm-hmm. so it felt really cool to be able to, to 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 get on the podium and to start learning what it felt like to well not at this time win but to to yeah be podiuming and racing at the front of big mm-hmm. races and the next year you did the 2012 London Summer Olympics at the age of 22. Can you tell me about being selected for that and how you found the atmosphere and the event? 
yeah so it was actually when I was a my second year junior I got a I'd kind of been getting around top 20 that those junior races and my second year junior at the world champs I got a top 10 result and that's when we kind of realized that maybe I'd be able to hit that London 2012 Olympics before then it was not on the agenda so from then I yeah had to really kind of push on and step up and work towards London but it wasn't until uh, the end of the qualification period which is only a few months before the Olympics that we knew that I'd qualified a place so um yeah it the, the selection was amazing but there was like so much work that went into the selection and then after the selection so much work goes into the Olympics I think it's not until after that you get the chance to really step back and look at it but the opportunity to have raced a home Olympics is incredible there's not many times that an athlete's going to be able to race in Olympics in their home country mm. and yeah it was such a special experience and that's from um from being able to race in front of the home crowd to having the whole country being excited about the Olympics and being part of it um yeah it was yeah su- such an amazing and incredible experience how did you find your first few years as an elite after the Olympics as you moved up year early? Because when I went into under 23, there wasn't this separation of category. I, I kind of had to immediately go into the elite and then they created the under 23 category after mm. I kind of done that big jump and had to had to learn how to race at an elite level. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's it's definitely a... It's definitely a, was a really big jump going from junior into having to race against the best elite riders in the world. Um, but I think that the first few races that you do, because you're learning so much and there's so much going on, it's just super exciting because you, you're you going to make mistakes, but that's what you're there to do. You have to learn from those mistakes and work out how to be better how to go faster how to race race smarter um so I think it's it's almost super exciting because it's new and there's just so many different things coming at you and so much that you have to have to absorb and and learn from after riding for trek factory racing for a few years you moved to OMX how did you find your time with both of those teams so Trek was straight after London Olympics and that was the first time that I was really riding for uh, a team that I travelled with all the time and that yeah looked after me at bike races um, and that was again like a totally new experience that was a really cool experience but I got injured in that year I had a back injury and that meant that it was probably well it was the first time that I since I've been racing that I had a, had an injury and had to take time out and wasn't able to race and travel and train how I wanted to um so I almost meant that I just joined a team that I really really wanted to be able to go and race with and then I had to stay at home um and yeah and rehab from my injury so that was definitely a tough like a tough period 
Um, but yeah, it was a a really cool way to go from yeah from from racing my bike into racing my bike with a factory racing team. Mm. Um, and then after track, I then went and raced with OMX, and yeah, with them I had some really good results and it was a like a UK team like UK staffed team anyway which was I just had some really good friends there um which meant it was a really nice atmosphere um very different I think that every team is really quite different but quite a different setup to say the track setup but um yeah I I got some really good results and came away with some really good friends after racing all over the world in 2016 you started your 2017 season with Cape Epic tell me about that experience I feel like we're reliving some really good experiences here so the Cape Epic was great I think it's one of the races as a mountain biker that everyone wants to tick off um World Cup racing is amazing, but it's just one of those one of those extra things. Yeah. Um, so I got to race with so Mariska Strauss, so was my teammate at the time, but she'd done it a few times before. So she's South African, and she she just knew more about the terrain, the routes, what to expect from it, because there's not well there aren't any other mountain bike races like it really um and it yeah very different to the cross-country star racing but a really cool race and it's I think you learn a lot about yourself when you do that sort of thing you get to day three and it you get like a hard little like bump that you need to get over and kind of keep your body going and um and yet then you doing I think we had some long like long stages like maybe 130k on the mountain bike of some real hard rough terrain and 35 degree heat and coming from the UK it's I mean ginger and freckly 35 degrees is pretty hot so um some really tough days but yeah really really good and the trails there are amazing they have some really good mountain bike uh yeah set up a lot of the vineyards have got purpose-built trails for the Cape Epic and um, and it's just a huge, huge event. So much support and so many people there who, who are racing. So say we did, a, if, if the elite men are doing a stage in three and a half hours, you've got some other people there who are coming in just as it's getting dark after being on their bikes for nearly 12 hours. And then you all go and eat together at the end of the day and you get to, to hear some really great stories of how people's days have gone and learn lots about lots of different people as well. Later that season, you had your first ever World Cup win in Lenzerheide. How did it feel to win that? So uh, it felt, um, yeah, incredible. I had had quite a few years where, since I had the, the back injury, where I'd just struggled to race how I wanted to race again. Um, yeah, where I'd have get into real good shape and then have uh, a period of like illness that knocked me back again and I actually yeah I'd had quite a few tough years and then 
to go from some tough years and really fighting for top 20s to just having a few months where I could just train and race how I wanted to and then to be able to not just podium but win at the end of that was um yeah it was it was amazing and it it made all of the the hard work of having a a year out for a back injury and then having um glandular fever and working through all these things that made it really yeah really worthwhile and for me but also for the team supporting me as well um yeah just it's nice to be able to to get rewarded I guess for all that hard work from everyone it's put into yeah I remember watching that and it was really inspiring I think the first sort of cycling that I liked watching was the mountain bike world cup so it was really cool to see a British rider win one that's mega you finished off your season with second at the world champs you must have been really happy with how your season went yeah I was I was super happy um yeah like I said I'd I'd just been working so hard for so long and not getting anywhere that to for it to just go right um and to be able to back up that lens hide a result that year yeah it was great um and it's like I I love racing my bike and I love to be able to to win or to podium but for me if I if I can actually just race my bike to the best of my ability that's what I love doing and obviously if that's kind of getting me good results that's what we're here for but um yeah to, to be able to be back on a bike and racing at the front and actually racing was was incredible and you started 2018 with riding Cape Epic again how did it compare to the previous time so in 2018 um I was riding with Mariska again but we'd gone from both of us being kind of I guess the first time we'd ridden together to us knowing a bit more so it meant that instead of it being like oh let's just let's just finish like finish the day finish the race and see where we come to going out maybe we could get some results and to be fair in 2017 we got amazing results but I think there was maybe a little bit more we had a bit more expectation and knew what we were doing a little bit more together um and again, so we finished third overall that year. Um, but there was the last three days, Mariska was really pretty sick. She picked up a stomach bug. So you, yeah, you have to race really differently and look after your partner. And yeah. I definitely had days where she'd had to look after me in the, the year before. Um, but yeah, we, we had to then work together to maximize what our result could be um and how we could get over the line as fast as possible so yeah we still finished third overall but it was definitely a really different experience but I think with the Cape Epic it's that sort of race you can't just there's nowhere for you to hide if you have a bad day to just like sit in the bunch and wait it through it's a real tough race and yeah if it if it doesn't quite go right you have to you have to think as much as possible on how to get through it but it was still a really incredible experience and it's definitely a race that I'd want to do again. You headed off to Australia for the 2018 Commonwealth Games and you won. Can you tell me about racing uh, in Australia and how it felt to win that? I actually from the Cape Epic that year I stayed in South Africa and then went straight down to, to Australia for the Commonwealth Games 
Um, and I knew that I was coming off Cape Epic pretty strong, but I was also still quite tired. Um, but being part of the, the athlete village at the Commonwealth Games and having, yeah, it's just everything set, set up, the support set up for you to be able to do the best, best that you can. And that really helped me kind of recover from the Cape Epic and then get, get ready into the, into the, yeah, the, the cross-country mountain bike race. Um, and it was, yeah, again, a really cool experience. I think that that whole Commonwealth village and atmosphere is, yeah, just just such a good thing to be part of. Um, and I don't think I went in, I didn't go in thinking that I was going to win, but I went in thinking that I was, I had good form and that I could do a good job. Um, so to win was amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, a gold medal. Um, yeah, Commonwealth champion. And you also became the British national champion for the eighth time in 2019. How does it feel to have so many national champs jerseys? Yeah, really cool. I think that it it it's something that every time you get a new national champs jersey, it, it's not something that gets old. It's something that you have to work really hard for. And to yeah, to, to be national champions really a special thing. So um every national champs is you're on the start line and you have you're nervous and you you know you have to do your job and it's amazing. It does mean that you know you've got a nightmare of kit washing the next year. <laughs> you've got to keep the white jersey in the mountain, it's not easy. <laughs> so you had your first World Champs podium in 2010 in Mont Saint Anne. And you raced there again for another World Champs nine years later. What was it like racing another World Champs at such a memorable place for you? Um, to start with, it made me feel pretty old, if I'm honest with you, being there that, that many years later. Um, but I really loved that course. So when I was under 23, I, I had an amazing race and a great time. And to be able to go back and do another world champs there yeah there's a like I say made me feel quite old but also it's really exciting and it's a sort of course that I really enjoy it's pretty it's really pretty technical but it's quite a natural technical um so there's quite a lot of line choices and depending on the weather the course changes quite a lot and that that type of riding really suits me um and also I'd got I'd got pretty good shape there as well um but it's just the sort of course that I find really exciting to ride mm. I think there's some courses that race really well but aren't necessarily it's not the sort of course that you are I want to just go out and ride this all day whereas St Anne they always manage to put together a course that's super challenging and super fun to ride and race as well um yeah so really cool to be there um yeah and then I got a sixth result was my result as well I, I had a puncher after the first lap which was gutting um but I managed to ride back up to sixth so I'd got good good shape and I raced really well but yeah unfortunately got that puncher um but I think that like I say the course that natural techie stuff really suits me and it just meant that I was able to get get my 
new wheel in and then get my head down and keep riding and move back up through the field. When I was watching at home, I could really tell that you were on form to get that result with a puncher. Yeah, thanks. No, it was, um, it could, yeah, you always go out. It could have been a bit different, but um, like I say, it's not, I really want to get those results, but it's that feeling, isn't it? When you know you've actually done, you've raced your bike the best you can and you've raced really well, you can still take so much from that. Um, and yeah, I was a bit gutted at the finish line, but actually I, I raced really well and yeah, and loved it. And that's such a big thing for me. Your last race of the 2019 season was an Olympic test event for Tokyo, which must have made you really excited for the 2020 season. Can you tell me about how COVID affected your season and your motivation? Um, so I guess it was March when we knew that it was going to be quite a different year. And there was a lot of speculation about whether the Olympics were going to go ahead or whether they were going to be cancelled. Um, but also for mountain bike, the, the qualification and the selection are so close to the Olympics that that hadn't been finalised really before COVID started or, or COVID started to, to change how people were travelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a little while where we were kind of hanging on what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. And then obviously, actually everything or everything stopped until midsummer. Um, and I guess all you can do is take the take the positives out of situations. Um, and yeah, I think that, yeah, you, you have to kind of do what you can and, and move forwards. And we we're actually really lucky to be able to race again um, the end of 2020. But yeah, it was a, a very different year to what had been planned. After lockdown, you did get to do some World Cups. How did you find being back racing, even though it was later in the year? Um, so, yeah, really, it was really exciting to be able to go and race again. Um, really weird as well after being in lockdown, to be honest with you, and how, how the UK was compared to going abroad and racing and how how different countries operated was really different and um, and seeing what different rules and regulations were in place and that you had to had to yeah adjust quite a bit but um it was great to be able to race again and I think that the UCI did a good making sure that was done safely um and, and putting stuff on as much as possible for me unfortunately just I kind of I guess midway through being able to start racing again I got um ill and it was just as the I made it through like the first world cup but then the second world cup and the world champs were so close together because they compressed it so much it meant that I couldn't um that illness wiped out effectively the second half of the season which was like the the two races out of the Mm -hmm. the kind of four racing um but that's that's just how it goes (laughs) Can you talk me through your 2021 season? Um, so 2021, um, we had picks, which was my goal for the year and um, to get to qualify for and to get selected for, but I didn't make selection. So that was um, 
yeah that was really disappointing but that I that's just how it goes I guess I didn't race fast enough in the races that I needed to to get selection and it was the start of the year still it wasn't particularly easy to travel from the UK we still had um yeah had to had to wait until kind of a bit later in the year to be able to go across and do some of the racing but yeah it didn't go didn't go exactly how I would have ideally liked it to but that spike racing yeah I, I was definitely gutted that I didn't get Olympic selection but I then was able to in the second half of the year really enjoy racing my bike I think it is a shame that there was only a place for one British female rider because you know there's really you Evie and Isla who are all really good riders I, th- I think you guys should have all been able to go yeah it was we were so close to two places we were um oh, I can't remember it was 24 or 29 points of having two women's places to go mm-hmm. and I mean that it, it's so easy to go oh if I just got two places better at this racing I had just got one better, base, uh, one better place at that race we would have been able to have two places but I do think that you always try your hardest at a bike race don't you and we just didn't quite get it right um yeah I just didn't quite get enough points for those two I really hope that for the next Olympics there's enough yeah enough British women doing enough bike races for the Olympic qualification points and that there's at least two places and maybe even three places because like you say there's there's now there's so many really good British bike riders that they there's no reason for them not to not to be pushing for that Olympic place and Olympic podiums. So I know you've recently been doing some cyclocross can you tell me a bit about that? So cyclocross like I said is kind of how I got into bike racing and I've not done it for quite a few years because it's just with training with other things going on it's not just not quite fitted into my winter I guess but this winter I was like right I something that I always I've always loved doing um and yeah decided to to make it happen to get back into a muddy field and get my parents and family back in the pit scrubbing mud off bikes Mm -hmm. but um yeah I I've really enjoyed it so far so I did um done two two knots and derbies and then I raced the national trophy yesterday um and yeah I love it I mean I've just come off a end of season break so I'm not particularly fit but um really really loving yeah really loving that it's just a great little cyclocross community and um, I guess seeing people that I've not seen for a long time and every weekend going and racing my bike. Do you plan to do some more national trophies this season? Yes so um, on the way back from the last national trophy I entered the next one um, so yeah I'm definitely planning on doing the next national trophies and um, mm-hmm. yeah throughout the throughout the season it's just yeah such good bike racing so that's my plan what are your hopes for the 2022 season um so I would really like to have a good consistent mountain bike season I'd love to get some yeah just some good results to be able to like I say just race well I think that 
we've had a few years where it's been really quite disrupted where you've not been able to travel or not travel too easily and then by having a disjointed kind of couple of months here and there yeah I think it'd just be nice to be able to to get some good consistency there and I'd love to to be racing at the front of the front of the big races um yeah we've got a there's a full world cup calendar with lots of um yeah lots of other national and international races and yeah like I say if I can race my bike to the best of my ability um that that's what I love doing and where do you see yourself in five years time in five years time um I'm not 100% sure if I'm honest with you um so I'm 31 now so I'll be 36 um so yeah I'm not too sure um I think that yeah I've never been one to have like a a definite plan of exactly what I'm doing um I think that it's you just have to see how it goes on year on year um but I'll definitely uh yeah I definitely will still be knocking around some cyclocross races Mm -hmm. um and we'll see we'll see if my body's still going fast enough to be going to those big mountain bike races as well what's your favorite race you've ever done oh my favorite race um so yes there's definitely been some really like I say some really cool mountain bike big mountain bike races we talked about Lenza Haida and that second at world champs um and they're amazing one because of the result but two because those are the races that I've raced the best at and you yeah I just I've always you always search to kind of do a perfect job and those are, I guess the ones where I've done the best job at that and that's what you work towards um and yeah we've also talked about Cape Epic and actually that sort of race is really special as well for for different reasons but being part of a team and working as like a pair um and then also you have such a big team around you because you're up at just after four o'clock in the morning every day to be on the start line at seven you have big days and then to have so many other people around you like I say just kind of getting through like a a 10 12 hour day on their bike um but then everyone coming back in and, and chatting and sharing those experiences so yeah I don't think there's one necessarily one favorite race but there's definitely a few things that stand out as really incredible experiences and where's your favorite place to ride for fun um so I grew up in the Peter Strip in Sheffield and I think that we've got some really good natural trails around here um yeah there's some great great trails that I can do from home um so definitely can't knock that but I've also done some really amazing riding in Canada. Um, and then, to be honest with you, I love being in the mountains. So if we go, might go to Switzerland and do some training around a race and be able to get out into the mountains and hit some really cool single track and see, yeah, see some incredible views and have a great day out on the bike. That's, that'd be pretty perfect. Who's your favourite current rider? <laughs> I'm not to be honest with you I'm not too sure <laughs> um I've got some really good friends I guess uh, on the mountain bike circuit um but yeah I'm not too sure if I've got a got a favorite a favorite rider I think there's so many really cool bike riders out there who bring so many different things to the table whether that's 
their racing on the bike or what they bring into their into cycling off off the bike as well um yeah I think there's lots of people with loads to offer and who's your favorite rider of all time again so I'm not great at uh, committing into favorites evidently <laughs> um I think that I I always felt really inspired by riders like Gunrita uh Gunrita Dalthisha so she she was someone who's been at the top of mountain bike for such a long time um went away started a family and came back and was still winning races but she was she was always giving back as well and she'd always offer advice and support to other riders and obviously she she loved racing her bike as well I think you can see that some people do it just to win but some people love the whole sport as well and I think that's the sort of thing that is is really inspiring what's your advice for young riders I think the most important thing is to enjoy riding your bike I think that it's very easy to get caught up in needing to do certain training or having to having to win or people get really into power numbers and things like this but I think it really comes down to just enjoying riding your bike um and yeah having having fun is how you learn so if that's going out with your mates and on the road or on the mountain bike or going to some cyclocross races whatever it might be if you're having fun and enjoying what you're doing that's how you're going to get better that's what the sport's about really it's about yeah enjoying it having a good time and and then you get so many other things out of it as well you've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race what's on your playlist to get you motivated um so i i guess that i never had a playlist easy to to now that spotify helped me but something that's got a good beat to it and something that really lets me get focused in um yeah so my mind's just 100% into what I'm doing and focused on the start line the next step the next corner um yeah again I've got to be honest with you that's <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty easy and um not a not a dedicated playlist with a different mm-hmm. song for each section of my warm-up but um yeah it's for me it's all about making sure that I'm in the right mindset to get on the start line when I first started my podcast, you were one of the main people on my wish list for guests. So thank you so much for coming to chat to me today, Annie. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that I could make it and chat to you. And yeah, it's been a real pleasure. So thank you very much. A massive thank you to Annie for being on and good luck to her at the Cyclocross at Gravesend and Clanfield this weekend. You can find out more about Gravesend, British Cyclocross and European Cyclocross by listening to the latest episode of The Crosscast with Matt and Neil. All episodes of Cycling Talk podcast are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, my Buzzsprout website and all the usual podcast places. Cycling Talk podcast is on Instagram at cycling.talk.podcast and there's some great added extras and competitions. Don't forget to share the podcast with your friends. See you on the bike.